This is uh, Pastor Paul Jennings with Pastor Paul's House of God, podcast number four, Porn. Welcome to today's Hogcast. So this was um, this was really something that I had to think about whether I wanted to do a podcast about this and um, you know whether it was really in in the right kind of spirit of these podcasts that I've been doing. But having heard a number of testimonies, I really felt that it was it was so important um, and and people were struggling so much that it's a subject that had to be dealt with. In our in our culture we are surrounded by an overwhelming amount of information and entertainment. And while some of it is aimed at the intellect, so much of it aims for the, I suppose you would say, the baser part of our humanity. That is our corrupt flesh. One of the most uh, powerful and addictive forms of entertainment is online pornography. It is powerful and it is tragic powerful because firstly it deliberately manipulates human sexuality Uh, our sexual desire can be sent into emotional mental and physical overdrive Uh, but it is also tragic because it takes something that is honorable and intimate and it makes it dishonorable and public the apostle paul said for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die but if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body ye shall live it is our flesh and the constraining power that flows from our flesh that entraps us and creates a desire that can never be satisfied Like a drug addict, porn creates the need for a bigger and bigger hit. Until in the end, only by acting out what has been seen, and sometimes seen over and over again, this seems to be the only means of gratification. For years this seemed to be a problem that um, only men faced. But given the ease of access via the internet and the proliferation of sexuality in our culture, it is now being realised that women also are watching and reading pornography and becoming addicted to it. And it is destroying their lives. The Bible says there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Uh, That is common to humankind. Now I think there are a number of cultural problems that are that are pushing this, that are propelling this. Selfish sensuality, uh, the acceptance of cohabiting rather than marriage, the view that restraint is unreasonable or even harmful, no-fault divorce and many other things. So if we are to disarm the power of porn, 
we have to rediscover biblical sexual ethics. I think it is helpful if husbands and wives start to find a more, more of an openness in talking about sex in their marriage. Marriage is key here in dealing with um, sexual frustration and the need for intimacy. The Apostle Paul said to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. So marriage is is really important here. Marriage is a commitment of love, both of the soul and of the body. So Paul goes on to say, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I, because Paul remained unmarried because God gave him the grace to be celibate. But if they cannot contain, let them marry for it is better to marry than to burn. Now, if if a life of celibacy is not for you, then get married. Pornography plays on the notion that, that sex is dirty, taboo, unclean. Hence, there has always been a, a sort of a trajectory in porn that has been heading further and further in that direction. And the more regularly you use pornography the further in that direction you will go. Actually, the idea that sex is bad is not a biblical concept. It has always been a concept of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, Christians ought not to be prudish and xenophobic. Christians should embrace the idea of a healthy sex life in the context of marriage, whether that produces children or not. Uh, God designed men and women to, if you like, fit together spiritually and physically and to take pleasure in one another. Finding your marriage partner sexually attractive is not a sin. Proverbs 5.19 talks about a husband's desire for his wife. It says, let her breasts satisfy thee at all times and be thou ravished always with her love. So, men, let the desire of your sexuality be towards your wife rather than to other women or even other men. There is always a a series of perversions in pornography that are perversions of God's natural intention. Um, Paul says in, in Romans 1, For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly. Such things are entirely consistent uh, with pornography. The problem of porn must start with us taking responsibility for our own actions. We cannot have the victory uh, if we insist, well, I couldn't help myself. Job says, I made a covenant with my eyes. So Job makes a covenant. He, He makes a deal with himself. 
that he is not going to look lustfully on a woman. Now, that doesn't mean it's easy, but it is a good place to start. I think part of the problem is that we have convinced ourselves in this society that waiting until marriage is something unhealthy, harmful, or even shameful, particularly for men. But that is the exact opposite of what the scripture teaches us. But you might say, well, I use porn so that I won't commit adultery. Listen, friend, you are kidding yourself. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you are adulterous in your thoughts, then you are an adulterer at heart. This is what Jesus said. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery, but I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her, he hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. But what if you are too young to marry, yet you still suffer with pornography? I think one of the problems for young people is the idea that no one will understand, that, that this is a problem that must be hidden. But I would say, look, talk to your parents, or if you feel uncomfortable with that, or, or maybe your parents aren't even Christians, talk to your pastor, or maybe a mature, compassionate Christian of the same sex in church. You might be surprised how many people will understand your struggles and will be willing to pray with you and support you. You could even ask them to be your accountability partner. That means that you let them know if you fall into this sin and they will pray for you and help you to be strong when you are tempted. So, you need to take those images and actions that you've viewed in pornography and take them captive. They need to be purged from your mind. And not just purged, but also replaced with something else. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. This is key. What are you thinking about? If you allow your thoughts to stray from God, then there is a chance that your flesh will draw you away to porn. Such thoughts must be identified and are not allowed to linger in the mind. Make a note of what triggers uh, there are that take you to porn. If you walk or drive to work, and let's say you pass a college or university, and there are lots of young, attractive uh, women or men, out at that time then choose a different route it doesn't matter if it takes longer if you are tempted to go to porn when you are on your own in the house 
then go out at those times. If it's when you're in bed in the morning, then keep your Bible next to the bed or under your pillow. When you wake up, check your Bible before you check your phone. Whatever helps, just distract yourself from unclean thoughts. Go for a run, go for a cycle. As much as it is in your power to do something about it, then do it. It is not the will of God that you should live a double life. 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 3 to 4 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honour. Uh, the vessel here being referred to is, is the husband's wife. Intimacy in marriage is vital for a healthy marriage and a satisfied husband and a satisfied wife. The marriage relationship is a covenant in which two people of the opposite sex agree to come together for mutual benefit and cooperation. And this includes physical intimacy. Such intimacy should not be demanded but neither should it be denied unless there is a good reason. In fact, the Bible says, defraud ye not one the other, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. But then the man and the woman must come together again, unless Satan might tempt them to seek pleasure outside of the marriage covenant. How does a Christian feel after they viewed pornography? Well, generally speaking, guilty, ashamed, unclean. There may be a sense of humiliation or even self-hatred or the idea that no one will understand. You may feel that you have let your wife down or let your husband down. You may feel that you let your girlfriend or boyfriend down. It is worth reflecting at this moment that whilst we must not excuse the watching of pornography, neither is it the unforgivable sin. If you struggle with this particular sin, I've got five things that I would say to you. Number one, resolve to stop it. Number two, put some strategies in place, such as avoiding places and situations where you are likely to be tempted. Three, if you are single, then you should consider marriage. Four, if you are married, then maybe you need to work on physical intimacy within your marriage. And number five, redeem the time. That is, make sure that your time is accounted for. Maybe even draw up a schedule that replaces unprofitable behaviour with that 
which is spiritually profitable. But remember this, there is help available. There are brothers and sisters in Christ who will understand and who will help you. And, you know, many, many people struggle um, with this particular sin and you are not alone. So please don't suffer in silence about it. Go and speak to somebody. Go and speak to your pastor or somebody you feel you can trust. And and let's get working on this sin. Let's Let's purge it from your life. And let's claim your life back in the name of Jesus. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please check out our other uh, podcasts. And uh, you can also check out our YouTube channel, Stockport Evangelical Church, and uh, our Facebook page. Uh, okay, so until I see you again, God bless you. And uh, thanks for listening.